You're listening to the Agony Column News Report, trashotroncom agony. Neil Stevenson is the author of Snow Crash, Cryptonomicon, Reemdy, Seven Eves. His newest novel is Fall or Dodge in Hell. Thank you for joining me, Neil. Pleasure to be here. Uh, this is a book is not a sequel to Reemdy, but you take the same characters and uh, give them some uh, new narratives, uh, two new, completely new narratives. Why did you return to those characters? What were the, what was it in the characters of Reemdy that spoke to you that they'd be a good uh, characters for this story you tell in uh, Fall? So I had had the idea for Fall for quite a while, and I knew it would be centered on uh, a wealthy tech magnate who, when he was younger, signed a will stating how his remains were to be preserved after he died. And at the time, I wasn't necessarily thinking of the character of Dodge, but the more I thought about it, the more I thought it was a natural transition in the sense that uh, during his life, what this character did was to create uh, a massively multiplayer online world. So he's kind of in the world building line of work anyway, and he has friends and colleagues who've been doing that for a living. And so I thought it was sort of a natural transition that uh, he basically continued to pursue that vocation in the afterlife, except that now he's actually building what seems to be a real world. You know, one of the things that was interesting for me in this book was that at the core of it, it has this, it's about our relationship to reality and how we can accept what is out there as reality as closely as possible or how we can manufacture our own reality. And I think that what you do in this book, uh, both in the beginning and in the the. Uh, towards the end where you have two different kind of narratives at the beginning, it starts out as a, as a techno thriller and then it transitions mm -hmm. into becoming a kind of a, a fantasy novel. But mm -hmm. both parts speak to our ability to create our own worlds to our own benefit or more importantly to our own deficit. The, talk about that relationship to reality because in the beginning we have internet trolls and I was reading, as I was reading this book, I was, um, my wife was watching TV in the background, and I had the headphones on, So, but I could see all this stuff that was happening on television where the idea is somebody says something, somebody else says it's a lie, and then pretty sure you don't. nobody knows where the truth lies. And that's what happens in this book and also what ha is happening more and more in our everyday lives. Yeah, so um, big, big... Uh... Lots to talk about there, certainly. Um, uh, uh, we're in a, a situation now where we have lost our ability to agree on what is factually true. And it turns out that once you've lost that, you've pretty much lost everything. You can't really have a, a civil society or a working constitution anymore. Um, when when you you can't even agree on on what's what's real. So on the one hand, in this book, there's there's some talk about that whole situation as a thing that's going on in the real world today. But as the story 
develops, we move into a completely new world that's being basically created, fabricated by by dead people. And uh, so they're kind of creating their own reality based on uh, sort of hazily remembered things that they uh, knew about when they were alive. You know, I, I love your ability to create um, really wonderful and compelling characters. You like everybody in this book. Even the antagonist is, is really interesting. And I think that that's one of the things that drives your net, makes your narrative so driving and, and compelling is the ability to create these characters. Talk about your, you know, your relationship to these characters as you, you tell this story. Do you, do they tell you where to go or do you tell them where to go? <laughs> Who's the God in this story? Uh, well, you know, it's a little bit of both. Um, when you're writing fiction, I think you know you're on to something when your characters start to do things you weren't expecting. Mm. That's when you know, you know, it's alive. The characters aren't just sort of following their assigned role, but they're, they're making decisions you weren't expecting. And so over time, I've kind of learned to uh, to go with that when that happens, to follow where the uh, characters choose to go, as opposed to insisting that they stick with a preconceived plan for them. So in general, that, that has never uh, steered me wrong. So you're a god who believes in the free will of, of, the, of your creations. <laughs> well, something like that. Basically, I, I think a common... Thing that happens in writing is that you may have a template worked out in your head in advance for what's going to happen and who's going to do what. And the characters um, playing their assigned role have kind of less freedom of movement than the secondary characters or the minor characters who do have the ability to sort of suddenly jump out of the woodwork and uh, and become more real you, you know uh, one of the things that I, I was thinking as I as I read this book was that you, you do a great job of creating a, a fantasy world from the from the perspectives of all these various characters and the, the fantasy world is based on a lot of our myths and that they kind of somewhat remember but and you know and this is the cover tells us you know dodge in hell so there's a certainly a kind of a Virgil-esque uh, uh, aspect to this. But what I was thinking was for, for all the wonderful ways that you incorporate um, our, our many visions of hell in the afterlife, I, I was thinking uh, of a rather different vision of hell that also informs this, which was that of uh, Sarta, which is hell is other people. Yeah. Yeah, well, that's definitely... Uh... Yeah, it's a great line, isn't it? And um, it's, it's certainly what, what it, the, the feeling that, that Dodge, the main character, has when he's been basically living alone in the afterlife for, for quite a while and has shaped a new world to his own specifications. Uh, and uh, it hasn't occurred to him to be lonely because uh, he doesn't know what he's doing. He, he doesn't have a memory of having come from another place. He doesn't have uh, even an awareness that there might be other creatures in in the universe who are like him. And so uh, when those people do begin to show up, 
Um, <clears throat> he, uh, he doesn't quite know what to make of it at first and has kind of an awkward relationship with them. You know, uh, I, I'm wondering, um, do you think uh, that you'll be able to cobble together a sequel uh, to this book, uh, uh, as it were, a sequel to Hell and the Afterlife? <laughs> Is there a life after the afterlife? Well, you know, a lot of the basis for this is uh, Milton's Paradise Lost, and mm-hmm. um, he did he did write a sequel, you know, Paradise <laughs> Regained. Um, so I guess anything's possible, but uh, so far in my career, I haven't been much of a sequel guy. And mm. so um, uh, if past performance is any guide, um, there's probably not a sequel coming up anytime soon. The new book by Neil Stevenson is Fall or Dodge in Hell. Thank you for joining me, Neil. It was a pleasure. <laughs> You're listening to the Agony Column News Report, trashotroncom slash agony.